I'm Maria Menunos, and you're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz begin. Hey guys, welcome to yet another episode of Teen Mom OG's After Show. I'm your host, Mackenzie Fane, and with me I have the lovely Brooke. Do you want to introduce yourself? Hi guys, I am a longtime fan of Teen Mom OG and Teen Mom 2, and I'm so happy to join you guys today. We are so happy to have you. We were just discussing before we got on that um, you're a mother yourself. You have a nine-year-old daughter. And I just love to have the perspective of an actual mom on the show. It's so cool. So thank you so much. Yeah, thanks for having me. And my name is Brooke, by the way. I just realized I didn't actually say my name. (laughs) And we have Brie in the studio. And I know she'll chime in because she's a super fan too. So Brie, there you are. (laughs) There's your plug. (laughs) So tonight we're going to discuss the latest episode that aired last night, which is Teen Mom OG's season eight, episode 17. Um, this t- the title of this episode was This Has Been This Had All Been Hell. Kind of confusing wording there, but we know who says it. Um, and we'll talk about her in the beginning, actually. Right. We're gonna start right off with her, Amber. Um but first of all, Brooke, I want to get your thoughts on this overall episode. Just this episode alone, would you think? Was it a snooze fest? Was was it exciting for you? I actually, I thought this episode was was actually pretty good because it was it was kind of a cliffhanger. We were finding out what was going to happen with Amber and her plea deal. Plea deal. How are things going to go between Ryan and Macy? Um, were Cheyenne and Mac going to get back together or not? It was like cl- tying up. loose ends I guess you could say and of course also um Ashley um and whether or not she was going to go back to jail so I I thought this was a great episode of kind of because we were still like on the edge of our seats um with all of these issues oh yeah totally I I agree I feel like we definitely were filled in a lot that of things that we were missing from the last episode that Mm -hmm. we just were so eager to find out um But we start off with this episode talking with Amber. um, You know, we left off at a crucial part in her storyline, which is her fainting as she's coming out of anger management with Gary. Um, What did you think at first? Did you think that there was literally like a medical issue? Did you, or what did you think? Oh, every time I see Amber, I'm like, Amber, 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 like, when are you going to get your life right, honey? I mean, She's been through so much. Of course, she battles bipolar disorder and addiction in the past. So for a second, when she fainted, I thought, oh my gosh, is she back on some type of substance? My mind always goes to that because, you know, kind of once an addict, always an addict. Um, Is this being played up for the cameras too? Not that she does that, but she is, can be overly dramatic. Um, So I didn't know what it was. My mind went to, did she take something because she took things in the past? So I was definitely worried in that sense. Yeah, and you guys out there viewing, you know, definitely write in, comment now um, what you thought of of this whole situation. Because like you were saying, Brooke, I was on the same page. I'm like, wait a second. There has to be something else going on here. Mm -hmm. Um, We do learn that she just hadn't eaten all day. And when she kind of said that, um, my brain went to, okay, come on. But then when she was kind of talking about it a little bit more, I was like, I was starting to understand, you know, if you, if I'm stressed out, I don't eat. 
Like if I'm mad, sad, upset, like my go-to thing is not eating. I cannot even, my appetite is completely gone. So I can relate to her in that sense. So that's why it started to really like resonate that this could actually be, you know, she's stressed out. She's not eating. If you're mm-hmm. not eating, then you're going to have an issue. She's under so much stress. She's doing something she doesn't want to do by having to go to anger management. Her life is in limbo right now. Like we talked about, she doesn't know what's going to happen. Is she going to still get to see her kids? That can be a lot for anyone. I mean, that, that would push someone to pure emotional exhaustion easily. So, I mean, I give her the benefit of the doubt, but in watching her since, you know, 16 and pregnant for there were many times when I thought, oh my goodness, you know, giving her the benefit of the doubt. And then we find out later she was using something or there was something else happening behind the scenes. So it's just hard. Yeah, that's like exactly how I felt like watching her throughout all the all of these years. Um, so I just have we know what what a big support Gary is, right? Yeah. Like he's so cool, like love him. But can you believe like how supportive Christina yeah. through all of this? What do you think Christina, of- man? She gets like wife co-parenting mom of the year. It's crazy. She's like amazing. Really. She models what every, I think, you know, um, stepmom should be. I mean, she's been through so much with Gary and Amber. Well, Amber more so, but it is sometimes you also wonder just that's, that's just my, like, I'm incredulous to think that she's that supportive. I'm like, is she doing this for the cameras? Cause you know, it can be hard. Like just kind of giving your, your, um, husband away to take care of his ex-wife. Um, but I, I, I think, I think that's really her. What about you? What do you think? I do too. And it just really goes to show the security she has in her relationship with Gary. I mean, that is a huge thing. You can't, you cannot knock her for, yeah, seriously. for that. She's done so much for Leah. She's been so stable. I mean, the two of them have been like so consistent for Leah. And uh, I think it's so nice that Amber has him. I mean, look, I've been rooting for Amber from the very beginning. I mean, I, I kind of, you know, you, I've, I feel like I've taken the same journey as them. So I want them all to succeed, but Amber should be thanking her lucky stars that Gary chose someone like Christina. Oh, Cause she's as chill as they come. <laughs> it's so funny. And, but Gary is like, so funny. He's so cool because you know what I loved about this episode when he's like, she's all dramatic in the car, rightfully so. And he's just like, you know what? It sounds like you need a Mountain Dew slushy. Yeah. Yeah. Mountain Dew slushy. <laughs> And got her to laugh. And I thought that was super cool of him. Um, and she's really friggin' lucky to have him. Yeah. It's just insane to me. But um, I really did. And I have talked a lot about um, these different therapists that we see these girls talk to, therapists, psychiatrists, counselors, whatever. Um, and it's a reoccurring phrase for me to say that I do not like a lot of them, mm-hmm. but we obviously didn't get to see this anger management lady that Amber talked so highly of. And I'm glad that she likes her. I'm glad that she's happy with her because yeah, that was so surprising fun. too. Yeah. Amber usually finds a lot of reasons to like, be, want to uh, like exactly. someone immediately. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So we find out that Amber ends up getting this two and a half year probation after going to court and all the drama that went went down with that. Um, what do you think of Andrew's victim speech? 
I mean, um, we didn't get to hear all of it, but he, yeah. I think, I think Christina and Gary were right on the mark when they said that, uh, you know, for him to say something like start to be, be a mom, you know, he was just, he knows what Amber is capable of. We've seen what the anger issues that he has. So he was just poking the bear, I think personally. Yeah. Um, I mean, we talked about it last week, me and Brian. I thought that he was poking the bear that night when they had this whole argument and this, how it spiraled. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he says, that was the scariest night of my life. I asked you to please stop screaming in front of the baby for once in your life, be a mother. Like those are some crazy things to say. And then she got, she had no voice Mm -hmm. back to that. And, you know, we see her getting upset about that. And that is so just that she feels that way because imagine anytime someone's in a relationship, especially co-parenting relationship, and there's um, animosity or you're in the middle of a fight, like there's always two sides. We know this. Some one might poke the other more and someone might truly be at fault but it takes two to create the back and forth. So I feel like for him to kind of play victim and then push her as much as he has, he knows what he's doing. He, yes, he, he, we know that, I mean, there's a, there's a cycle of Amber being angry and lashing out at the men in her life. And we know that she's not a victim in this either, but I do think that it takes two and that that type of person attracts a certain type of person. So he is not like the angel in this at all. And I think the judge saw that too. The judge judges, especially in family court, domestic violence cases, they see that it's, it's not just one-sided and that uh, it takes two to kind of tango. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. So, and I think that's why Amber got, got the two years, two and a half years probation, but like Chris, you know, it was finished. What you're going to say. I was just going to say like Christina and Gary said too, though, now James is in a really good position because I, all it takes is one little poke and then she could jeopardize everything. That's what I was just going to bring up that Mm -hmm. exact point of how do we feel about this? Because it, it, she didn't flat out say it obviously, but it seems like So now over the next two and a half years, if she talks about Andrew or the situation or something on like in any media platform, it seems like that's violating probation. Is that what you got out of it? I I don't know. I didn't get that there was like a so-called gag order, which is what sometimes happens when there are celebrities or there, there are people that are in the public eye. I don't, I don't know that I heard that. I just, I, I got out of it that it was maybe more like if she harasses or intimidates him or threatens him like she was, obviously they can't be around each other, but if she has any contact that's threatening in any way, then that's a possibility. But I don't, I didn't, I don't know that she can't talk about it. I mean, most of the times when you have a, uh, whether it's a civil suit or a, a, a criminal case, you don't want to talk about it. You know, your lawyers tell you to keep hush, but I wasn't sure that there was a gag order on the case. So the only thing that made me think that was when she's, she said something along the lines of pretty much like, there's no way that I'm, how am I going to be quiet this long or something like that? And Mm -hmm. then she was like, it's almost like they want me to go to jail. So it, yeah. So maybe you're right. Like there's, there was something other than like, she can't harass him. All those like things that obviously we know she shouldn't be doing. There, it sounds like there's something that's, teetering the like could be wrong could be like okay like about maybe just talking about it or something yeah even talking about it it looks like we have some due diligence to do on this have to find out 
And if you guys, you know, watching know more or, or I don't, I'm missing something there, mm-hmm. let us know for sure in the comments below. Um, I know that she said she feels super confused on what she can and cannot talk about. Um, and like you said, I think that has to do with the lawyers, but also could have to do with possibly a gag order. We don't know. Um, and she feels, um, set up for failure. So when she said that, that I feel set up for failure, um, it just made it seem like there's something else. Yeah. In that case, it's quite possible, but you know, Amber, she just has a hard time controlling herself altogether. It seems at times. She, she gets really heated in situations that don't necessarily call for it. I think it's good that she's going to anger man- management. Oh, God, it's really what she needs. I think, and I think I was saying it last week, I think she needs to go away somewhere, like in a form of what Kate did, um, mm-hmm. you know, went to a... Like, like a, a therapeutic... Yeah. Look out just to work on herself, not, not necessarily rehab, but just like a place to like dig through all of the, do like some type of inventory of herself and like figure out what's triggering her, how she can cope better if she's. Yeah, because it's just not working. These medications and then these different therapists, like it just clearly is not working. Something needs to change. Yeah. Um, Another person that clearly we can see needs some change going on is Ryan. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Uh, we start, we start Macy's whole, um, you know, storyline last night where she hasn't really heard back from Ryan and Mackenzie. She doesn't know if they're going to be coming to the, to Bentley's birthday party. Um, she, we know she had reached out to him last week on last week's episode, but you know, how odd that they don't even communicate that they're going to be going is just so weird to me. Right. Right. You mean Ryan? Ryan and Mackenzie. Yeah. Didn't, did Mackenzie send a text saying, okay, yeah, we will be there. Or did they not? I didn't think so. Um, or if they did, it was last minute or whatever, Mm -hmm. but we do see a conversation where Jen talks about, um, how Ryan acted, hasn't acted like that in forever mm-hmm. his conversation with Larry, his father last week that we saw. Um, and you know, she just kind of makes excuses. Like she clearly has his whole life. Mackenzie or Macy Taylor and Bentley, you know, that whole situation is a trigger for him. She's mm-hmm. saying, and I, I mean, what'd you think of that whole conversation? Well, every time I see Ryan like lash out at, at Larry and his mom, it just breaks my heart because they like are, I think are such good parents and really supportive of the situation and really love him. Sure. They definitely were enablers too. And I think part of the reason Ryan is the way he was is because he was like coddled as a child. And that yeah. was his own, his mama's only baby. Like he's definitely a mama's boy. There's something to say for his going the path that he went, but it still makes me feel so bad because I feel like they're such upstanding parents and good people. So it makes me feel bad when his mom starts crying. But uh, it makes me wonder too, because even Macy said, you know, she wondered if he had been using also. So it makes you wonder if he's getting back into into using again too. And he did seem a little off to me too at the zoo. He seems off to me, honestly. Like, Always. <laughs> I see him. Um, but 
how cute before we even like get into the zoo situation that happens how about Jaden Ma- uh, Maverick being so excited to see Jaden Larry? I know they love their like they love them. They're good. Yeah. They're good grandparents. <laughs> they love them, and it's so 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 obvious, and it's so cool to see. I know. I remember when Macy first had Jade, and and Jen would babysit her, and uh-huh. I remember things too. like that and it's just so cool they're like they are so I wanted to point that out because that is not the norm I think that they're just doing that the best they can do as parents as like all of us parents try to do and like navigating like the unknown with your child and you just you love them no matter what unconditionally and you make a lot of bad choices sometimes like I think Jen has felt like she's made in coddling Ryan when he was younger and now She's just trying to do the best that she can do. I think I can, I can definitely identify with that because you wonder like, am am I doing the right thing? Am I, am I being, am I spoiling my child? Am I giving them too much screen time? Am I, you know, saying yes too often? It's like, there's never a right or wrong answer. So, you know, they're trying like every single one of these other teen parents are trying. That's such a good point to bring up too. I mean, It's not like she sat there and just fed him drugs. Like she was doing the best that she can as a mom, as a parent, you know, in the situation. Um, But so really oddly enough and not too shocked about it, uh, Mackenzie and Ryan show up so late. That's like Ryan's MO though. (laughs) It's sad. Like even I, I'm not even um, Bentley. And I'm like, oh, it's to be expected that they would be so late. Oh, my God. It really just breaks my heart for this poor kid. But you can clearly tell he, he's it's so... Like, he's like, been there, done that. But you yeah. also see his face when, when, I th- when Ryan and when he walks in. And, and it's almost like a slight bit of relief and tension taken away from him. Because while, you know, you expect it, you, I think, you know, it's always nice to see your, both of your parents there at your birthday. Wow, I really didn't pick up on that, mm-hmm. his expression in that mm-hmm. You know, they were like singing happy birthday right before. So they missed them singing happy birthday. He blew out the candles and then they walked in and you kind of like see him like kind of release some tension a little bit. At least that's what I saw when he wow. saw them here. And, and, and any kid would, like I would feel that way too if I saw, you know, my dad walked through the door. And Bentley obviously was not unaware of the fact that Ryan could possibly come. So I'm sure the whole time in the back of his head, like he knows what the situation is like. So yeah, he's such a smart kid, like such an astute kid too. He is. So alert. Um, I mean, it was just so sad that they came that late though. I mean, I so do you you think that that part of the reasons they were late had anything to do with Ryan or do you think they really just got lost? Because we didn't really see that. I do not think they got lost. I don't know what I think happened, but I, I would actually bet a lot of money that they did not get lost. Yeah. And that maybe, yeah, I think it was Ryan, like dragging his feet like usual. And then I'm wondering if he is using, or if there's any suspicion that McKenzie and he might've gotten into it or something. Yeah. But what kind of annoys me is that, I mean, we saw like the, the worst time of team mom OG ever was seeing Ryan drive that car like completely out of his mind, wasted on heroin, barely being able to like keep his eyes open and Mackenzie being there knowing, you know, she knew full well, there's no way someone's like, 
Yeah, like there's no way you don't know. And it, and I mean, she's as much of an she enabler. She tried to cover it up the whole time. Like she tried to like, cover it up. What do you do? Almost like, what are you doing? Like, Ryan, figure it out. Watch the road. Yeah. Like, and I, and I don't, I hate to piss off any supporters of the two of them because I think that they are great people too. And the addiction is a disease. It's not a choice, but she was sober and made a choice to not only cover it up and then later on at the reunion, go off on Macy and the rest of the family members. And it, that's, that's like a definition of an enabler. So you're saying that you would not be surprised if so, a similar situation was happening. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah that's starting up again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, one thing that I also noticed, I didn't see Jagger there, mm-hmm. which that's literally Bentley's brother. That's one of the main reasons that Macy asked him. I saw what? Hudson. Oh, okay. Yeah. You're saying Hudson. No, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, where was I did see Hudson, but he didn't come. I don't know where he came from because I know <laughs> I had written in my notes. Wow, they didn't even bring any of their children. Like, what was the really like? What was the point of you coming? Almost, um, but yeah, like, why would you not bring the baby? Yeah, yeah, that maybe if they just see that's what makes me wonder. What were they like dealing with something else between the two of them? And she was like, "I'm not bringing the baby. I don't feel comfortable. I don't feel safe." Who knows? This is all speculation. But yeah, I, I did see Hudson. I did see Hudson for a second. But I also don't think Hudson came with them because he wasn't in the car. Mm-hmm. Oh, I didn't notice that. Look at you, 007. <laughs> yeah, he wasn't. I was like, because I was wondering like where, what kids they were bringing. She was pregnant with Stella at the time, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um. So yes, yeah, yeah, so then Mace has a conversation later and she just said she knows that Ryan was... 100% not sober. Yeah. Wait. And she, of all people, knows better than anyone. Yeah. She's seen it. Yep. I mean, she even said at the beginning when he was using and none of us knew because we really didn't, she she had known for a very long time and kept it from everyone. Yeah. So crazy. I mean, it's just so crazy. And she, you're right. She would be the person to know. And mm-hmm. Mackenzie and his mom and his dad would know too. But we've seen what they've done with the information in the past. So yeah. It's not very reliable. We move on to Cheyenne though, who, whoa, we've been waiting for this. <laughs> Same. That is for sure. So she said that, um, she has this fight with Matt. So we finally realized that there has been a fight. What the hell? <laughs> Over think asparagus. This, this had nothing to do with asparagus. This yeah. had nothing to do with any of that. The fact that like, I hope when they just rewatch that, they're like, oh my God. Yeah. I mean, she didn't want the asparagus and so she took it off her plate. He said that you are not appreciative and whatever. Um, but he ends up taking his stuff from the house. Now they get in this stupid little petty fight, which they think is at the time. But I do think when we do see Matt, I think he realizes that it's a bigger thing because when he's talking to his friends, he says, you know, I, my love language isn't being filled, you know? Mm-hmm. I was surprised to hear that from a guy. <laughs> Me too. It was you really don't usually cool. hear a man saying, well, she, I don't know that she speaks my love language. Yeah. I mean, we get, we, we totally see that come full circle when they actually have their conversation later on mm-hmm. when she says, I don't need to kiss you all the time. I don't need to hold your hand all the time. I don't need to send you texts. Like she went down the list. She went too. I was like, whoa 
But let me ask you, as a girl, as a, as a woman, I mean, I understand that some women are more physical. Like, I'm way PDA-ish. Like, I like that and need that. And some aren't. But, like, I just felt like if she's just showing all her cards. It does not seem. Do you think that she's really even interested to say that? No, that's the thing. I was yeah. going to say, I don't even, I think she's so detached from the relationship with him because um, I'm not, I wouldn't say I'm a huge like PDA type of person, um, but I'm not not also. Mm-hmm. But I think that's because like with my husband, like I, I don't know, like when you're with somebody that you want those things from, then yeah, I think when you really like are feeling someone vibing with someone care about someone love them, or even have just met them, but you like there's the attraction, those things naturally come and you want them, whether you're like a big time PDA person or not, like if they show that affection, I think you naturally want to reciprocate. And it's it doesn't seem like it's there for her at all. No, and we've seen her kind of like fading fast, I feel like even just in these past couple episodes um because we had no we know in real life real time that they're not together so Mm -hmm. we were kind of just as fans waiting to see how it unraveled Mm -hmm. now how it unraveled is a lot more realistic than I was expecting because you you see her detaching I feel Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. and this was not about like we're different because you like this and I don't, and I can't give you what you need. I don't think it was like that. I think she literally, like you said, was just slowly. Yeah. 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 Drifting away slowly on a boat. But then at the end, what'd you think of the conversation? The poor, I love that. I have loved that since the minute I laid eyes on him on Mm -hmm. the show. (laughs) I felt so bad for him. And I felt like he looked kind of not desperate, but it was obvious that he wanted to go to Thailand with her and spend that time with her. I mean, he said when he walked away, I love you, even though he didn't like reach out. And I just I think, so bad I wonder if she said it back. I know we didn't hear it, but editing, they do some crazy stuff sometimes. So True. there is a possibility that she did say it or didn't. I don't know. But. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like it's likely she didn't. Cause don't you think they would have included that to kind of left us thinking, oh, okay, maybe there's still a chance. I don't know. That's true. I feel bad for the guy, but when the spark's not there, if it's not there, like I wouldn't want him to be with her anyway, if she doesn't really like want him, you know, you want him to find, get find a woman who's able to, he seems like someone who like has a lot of emotional awareness and connect like within himself. So I feel like the right woman is, I don't think it's Cheyenne. No, definitely not. Um, we move on to Mackenzie where, uh, she's offered this cheer job and, um, you know, they kind of have this agreement, her and Josh, now that they're back together, that he's not going to be going away for rodeos, rightfully so that Mm -hmm. guy does not need to be going away for rodeos. Um, but she would need to travel six weekends out of the year for this new job. Um, Josh ends up being really supportive about it. And there's really, doesn't really, really even bad an eye. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, Honestly, like you just got off the chopping block. You cannot have a reaction. Yeah, exactly. You just, you just had paper served to you not long ago. So you gotta... <laughs> yeah, but what'd you think of that anyway? Did you have any thoughts? I mean, I'm glad that he, he wasn't giving her any pushback, rightfully so. It's good that she has something for herself. She's taken care of, of these kids for so long and hasn't really focused on anything for her. Okay, I might be in the minority, 
on this, but I personally don't think that she should be with Josh. I think she should have gone ahead. I mean, I know a lot of people, her family, her friends, but for me, I just, and I know they have kids together, but once you show me that I can't trust you, it's just like, I'll always be thinking in the back of my mind, you know, is is this going to happen again? So what about you? I said the same thing last week. I said, I know myself too much, too well to know that I hold grudges. Like there's no, it's nobody's business. And I would never be able to smile and be around and act like I'm happy because I would never be happy again. Exactly. Um, I, 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 I think I want to stay on the fence with it. I know what I would do. So my advice to her would be what I would do, Mm -hmm. which is not stay with him. But I also do believe that sometimes do I think in this situation, probably not. I do think that sometimes in certain situations, maybe people can work through it. Mm-hmm. I ha- I don't really have any like reason. Like, I don't know. I don't yeah, know. I do. I think people can change. I'm a strong believer that people can change and people can do better and do right. I just don't think Josh is just based on his history and the type of person he is, his emotional maturity, what he's shown, how he's shown himself to be. He just really never cared. Remember, in the last episode, she was like, you know, we were together, we've been together for nine years. And this is the first gift he's ever given me. This is the first time he's ever done anything for my birthday. Like, what does that say about him as a man? Like, he just doesn't give a dang. No, and she's, you know, she said she has to force the whole relationship. And she's a great partner. Anybody mm-hmm. would be, she's so beautiful. Yeah, beautiful, active, Smart. great personality. But, um, but another thing about her is she's so ready and willing and excited to put a lot of effort into her kids and her relationship and God, like just so many great things about her. And it's just sad that he gets to benefit from that. Yeah. It just seems like he's being lazy. He's wanting to take the easy way out. And the easy way for him is just to stick with the relationship because he has the kids and this is what he knows. And I'm sure there's something to be said for the teen mom fame as well, even though he'd still be, probably be on the show, even if they were apart, like, you know, all the ex-husbands and boyfriends are. Yeah. I just think Josh is, just, he reminds me of Ryan a lot sometimes because <laughs> yeah. they're both like kind of like lazy and emotionally immature and like, they just seem underdeveloped. They still seem like little boys to me in a lot of ways. Oh, I could not even agree anymore. Yeah. But, like, she'll realize, I mean, What's the, for me, the most important thing in a relationship above all, anything else, not attraction. I, it's trust. It has to, it's about trust and loyalty, loyalty. Um, so I think she'll have to learn the hard way. And she's young. I mean, she, what is she? 27? Uh, yeah. I mean, I don't think she's any older than that. If she had her baby at 16 or 17. Yeah. Right she's so young. She's yeah. going to have a lot of time to figure it out, you know? Um, true. So I guess we'll see. Um, we so we do. Move hey on guys, sorry, Bree in the booth. I just looked it up. She's twenty five. Oh goodness! Because aren't there kids? Well, remember 11? she was on Teen Mom three. She got put on Teen Mom two. Oh um, yes, you're right. When they had the Janelle leave. So. Oh my God, she's, she's the youngest. A tiny little baby. Yeah. When Thank I was twenty five, I was like partying it up after college, not thinking about any of that stuff. Yeah. I mean, 
like in 10 years, she'll only be 35 and 10 years in this marriage again. Mm -mm. I don't know. We're going to see. We will see. Go find yourself Uh, another good cowboy. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Um, loves Jesus. Yeah. Gosh. Uh, We will (laughs) medicate though. um, Who, geez, I don't know about you, but her and Tyler are the best friends to have in their whole, in any whole lives. I don't know if I'm as good of a friend as they are. Seriously. They've been Uh, through so much. They have, and they understand it and the ins and outs of this whole thing. So, you know, with this whole situation with their friend, Ashley, who um, is going to court in this episode, and we end up finding out that she just gets away with six months, you know, extended probation, which everybody's really happy about. But, um, you know, they're just so supportive. Mm -hmm. And I just, I don't know why it's so hard for me to believe that with two kids and a house and not having a guest room. And this person has to sleep on your couch and you have these babies that you're trying to raise. Like, I don't know. That just seems like so much. Did you get, I don't know if I missed it. Did you, what's the full backstory on Tyler and Ashley's relationship? I know they were like really good friends. Did he say? Um, I, I know they're really good friends for a long time to the, to the point where she was, she was in their wedding. She was his best man. Uh huh. Best woman. Yeah. Um, like I'm wondering if they, they, I I feel like I want to say that. Yeah. Like childhood friends, I guess. Yeah, something like that. I mean, they're that that's a good bond they have. Yeah. I feel like um, Tyler and Macy are like they out of all the parents are the ultimate adults. <laughs> I see I see this in them because they, they've had to be adults since they were kids, taking care of their mom and dad, butch, like making the hard decisions. Yeah. I don't know about you, but watching Kate be so good like mentally physically emotionally it watching her is so refreshing to me I love watching her scene I mean Tyler cracked me the hell up but she's so awesome like you were saying and it's so cool to see it's good to see her in a good space oh I love it um but yeah I mean it's just so crazy that they're just great friends I mean let us know you viewers out there would you do the same the same situation I don't know because I don't know if I've ever had to do like had a situation like that, where I could even remotely compare it to. I think for them, I think like Ashley's situation is like child's play for them because they've been through so much more with like Butch and and Kate's mom and uh, Tyler's sister that they're like, Oh, this is a walk in the park. She's fine. She's only out for six months. You know, Um, they've been through so much that I don't think it seems as as big of a deal for them. I was actually kind of surprised because they were like, yeah, Ashley can watch the kids. I'm like, wait, isn't she on probation for drugs? Like, is that a good um, situation? But uh, <laughs> I know it freaks me out. Um, I don't know. But can you believe that in that big old house, they don't have a guest room? Oh, I know. I was surprised by that too. I don't know. I just don't know how comfortable, like not comfortable, but like that's a long time for somebody when I just feel like when you have little babies, Mm-hmm. To have somebody crashing on your couch. That's a long time. Yeah. But maybe they are desperate for the help too. <laughs> and they trust her enough. And they see that, that she's actually changed and she's sober. 
and they know that like they did it with butch they butch lived with them and they know that any other situation like this is the best situation for her to yeah succeed in um but really that's all we had for this episode um we kind of just crashed through each storyline I know that we have a lot of stuff coming up next week. So I do want to talk about on the next and then we'll get into, get into our special segment. Does that sound good? Works for me. Okay. So on the next episode, we have Andrew saying that he never wanted a broken family. We'll see what, how that conversation goes. Mm-hmm. Kate and her mom talk a little bit about Carly Macy sets a big goal for herself and Mackenzie needs a clean slate to renew her vows. Um, Corey tells Cheyenne that Ryder is going to be a big sister. Another bomb that we've been waiting (laughs) to have been dropped. Um, So now I'm really excited for next week. I hope you are too, Brooke. And I know that our fans are out there. Um, But for this week, we have, we've been doing a special segment of Teen Mom OG. Who do you think your OG of the episode would be? So you just pick whoever you think is like stood out to you. Oh, goodness. I, gosh, let's see. Of the episode. I mean, I love seeing Kate doing as well as she's doing. But I think I'm happy to see Mackenzie start to go out on her own personally. And I hope that through finding some autonomy and finding something for herself, instead of just being at home with her kids, she starts to see the light and like what's put, what's like possible for her in the future. Maybe she can meet a guy while she's out. <laughs> exactly. Cause she is like the total package. I feel like there's so much more for her. So it was good to see her venture out. Yeah, I, it was I, good, good to see her with her mom since her mom, mom's no longer here too. I thought that was nice. I know. Oh, I don't. It's so hard for me to talk about that whole part. I don't even know when we, if we get to that in this season. Yeah. I don't know if I literally physically will be able to talk about it. That is. Oh, okay. Anyway, <laughs> um, I, uh, it was really nice to see her mom and her talk, though. I do love it. Love it. Love it. Um, so my OG for this episode would have to be Gary. I just think <laughs> the guy pulls it together in the crappiest situation. He can make Amber laugh. That's a big deal. So with I'll his, go- with his slushies, <laughs> his Mountain Dew, Mountain slushies. Dew slushies. I kind of want a Mountain Dew slushie right now. <laughs> it's like Gary and Christina. Yeah. A package deal. Yeah. Um, so for news and gossip this week, did you have anything, Brooke, or do you want me to do I didn't prepare anything this time, so it's that's all you. Okay. No, that's okay. <laughs> I'm slagged so, in today. That's okay. So for news and gossip today, I have Gary posted recently today, six hours ago, a really sweet photo of Leah in their big giant mansion um, of a chicken coop. And um, he just kind of comments about how uh, Christina's inside helping Emily with her homework and he loves his girls. So it was just nice to see him posting because we don't really get to see that very often. And he's just such a great dad. So it's worth sharing. He really Um, is. Yeah. And then we have Cheyenne who is posting a lot about workout videos that she's partnering with. So I know a lot of you are home and quarantining and doing what you can right now. And if you need any help with um, working out and staying motivated, go to Cheyenne's story right now. And she's giving away 
she has a code for a 21 day fitness program that she's partnering with for free 21 days for free so that's really exciting um and yeah that's about it for tonight guys team thank mom og <laughs> yeah right thank you guys so much for joining us where can our viewers find you brooke all right guys you can find me on instagram and twitter at Brooke Solis, S-O-L-I-Z TV. I want to hear all of what you guys have to say. I need all the love because this quarantining is killing me. So I'm so happy to talk to you guys today. I feel that. You can find me on Instagram at Mackenzie Fane, F-A-Y-N-E. Like Brooke said, we want to know all of your thoughts on this episode and the previous episodes and how excited you are for next week because I know I am. All right, guys, thank you so much for joining us. Make sure to like, subscribe, comment, all of the above, and we will see you next week. Have a good night. Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs> the views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principal.